This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Hello, and welcome to Beltway Banthas, a Star Wars podcast live from the hive of scum and villainy in our very own galaxy, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Stephen Kent, and I'm flying solo again tonight. Um, we've had we've had some uh, some some personnel issues here on the Beltway Panthers team. Um, Suara, my dear friend, is having a little bit of a housing crisis. Uh, we both ended up moving this past week. Uh, if you were tuned in last week, we gave you a little bit of update on what we are up to. Um, I've actually moved back to North Carolina. I'm living here outside of Raleigh, uh, still doing the kind of same work that I've always done in, in politics and, and public relations. Uh, but Suara is holding down our Beltway Washington, D.C. cred so that we don't have to change the slogan and intro of our show. Uh, he is still living in D.C., um, but he's just sort of in the middle of a move and has had a couple issues. So he's not up and running yet, and I'm actually not up and running yet either. And we almost could not put together an episode for you tonight, but something kind of just came through by chance on Twitter. Just found something online that I thought maybe we could hop on and talk about. Uh, if you have been following the show for a while, we are on an uh, other uh, every other week um, schedule for the show, so we put up episodes every other week, and then in between we try to put uh, up extra content as well. So this is actually an in between week, and this was a nice little opportunity uh, presented to us by Sci-Fi Wire to connect with you this week. They have a piece out. Uh, just a little fun kind of short write-up. It's very delightful. By Anna Marie Cox of Crooked Media and Cher Martinetti. It's titled Space the Nation. R2-D2 is a libertarian and other opinions we have about Star Wars. Okay. We love these kind of takes. And today I wanted to just hop on and review it while also including a little bit of listener feedback that has been sent to us via email or Twitter. Um, if any of it comes in. Um, so where to begin? So how about R2-D2, America's most beloved droid? He is dubbed R2-D2, political affiliation, libertarian, bumper sticker you might see, legalize freedom, planning on voting for, barred from voting due to not being human, planning on hacking into voting machines instead. R2 is a very good hacker. I think you could actually do that. Signature policy goals, Android liberation and free speech. All right, this is a pretty good one. Um, I definitely appreciate and I agree with Anna Marie Cox and Cher Martinetti uh, on R2D2 being a libertarian. I would, I want to like try to, to make that a little bit more specific. I think of him more as a left libertarian. Um, you know, just from working in the libertarian orbit myself, there's two very, well, there's many different kinds, but if you wanted to coordinate it off to the right and left libertarians, there's a, a hugely different vibe. Um, folks on the left are, are typically more into social justice ideas, um, basic ideas of fairness, and also not engaging with the political status quo. And they largely view it as sort of illegitimate at this point with the two, two-party duopoly, where sort of like right libertarians are, are 
kind of like usually coming from Republican circles and then finding their way out of that and into libertarian land and are still very invested in the process. So like I think of R2D2 just on a personality basis as a left libertarian. So I think that there is something actually to this. Um, and there's something to be said for the rebel spark in R2, but really not in sort of a burn it all down anarchic way um, or a disengaged way that I think you might see um, on the right. So a bumper sticker that you might see, legalize freedom, eh, that's good. I, I could imagine a series of beeps from R2 being something about the surveillance state or auditing the galactic fed oh abolish the iio you know you know the the imperial intelligence office right right you know he doesn't uh, he, he's always hacking stuff in movies and he's always getting into different computer mainframes i bet r2 is basically like Edward Snowden. He has seen stuff in his hacks when he has gotten into the mainframes of the empire and seen just how widespread the big government and uh, and spying apparatus is through the intelligence uh, bureau of the empire. So I'm going to go with that kind of a Snowdenish uh, type for R2. Um, I definitely would agree he's not going to be voting. He's barred from voting. He does not have access to those rights. Uh, and his signature policy goals would probably be Android liberation and uh, restoration of free speech. You know, also, I think, definitely being invested heavily uh, in repealing the Patriot Act or whatever sort of uh, thing that they have equivalent in Star Wars. So moving on to C-3PO, one of my one of my favorite ones here. So political affi affiliation, it's written in here as monarchist. I think they mean monarchist. Uh, I, I might be wrong, but I think it's supposed to say monarchist. Um, bumper sticker that you might see, Deum Temete, Regem Honorificate. That means fear God, honor the regent. Planning on voting for, also barred from voting due to not being human. Signature policy goals, Android liberation and getting Leia to be princess again. <laughs> so this is this is pretty good. So I I, I kind of see the, the the monarchist sort of thing here. He's very invested in systems and order and sort of the the idea of like hierarchies. I think that that is a a really nice spin to put on the C three PO personality. But I'm gonna put my own on it, uh, which is I sort of see C three PO much more as like a nervous. Nelly sort of character, um, and thus someone who would argue that droids aren't even ready for freedom. You know, like you'd sort of have like an android liberationist type in R2-D2. Um, you had that in the droid in Solo. Um, I'm, I'm suddenly blanking on the name of the droid in Solo, but you, you have that sort of same personality. But C-3PO strikes me as someone who would be f afraid of freedom and not think that droids can really handle it, that they need humans. He's sort of like a, a, you know, like dogs are man's best friend sort of thing, like really believes in that dynamic with droids. And I would definitely, definitely say that C-3PO would have in his platform signature policy goals uh, that he would want rigid gun control. And definitely would be a seat belt, uh, not a seat belt, a seat belt activist. Um, so he's kind of like a '90s liberal soccer mom, maybe Tipper Gore. Yes. 
That's who he would be voting for. So he would actually try to find his way to vote, and he would be voting for Tipper Gore, maybe Al Gore by default since he's the politician. But like, think like the 90s sort of alarmism about car safety and also music, um, putting labels on things, on food, on CDs. I love that. That's that's C-3PO to me. So I'm just going to say he is a straight-up suburban upper-class Democrat. Because when you're as obsessed with the odds as C-3PO is, you're going to fall into the negative thinking and just sort of want to pad the walls of everything by force of government. I think it's I think it's only natural. Now, I missed the slogan. The slogan for uh, a C-3PO sort of car, someone who supports, you know, what C-3PO is into or, or maybe his campaign himself. Uh, dog fighting and piloting. It can wait. All right. So Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Sci-Fi Wire identifies Obi-Wan Kenobi. Political affiliation, the Green Party. Bumper sticker that you might see, imagine world peace. Planning on voting for Jerry Brown. It's a write-in campaign. Signature policy goals, universal pre-K education, and sensible lightsaber control laws. Okay, so I can actually buy this. I think it's pretty spot on. I get that California burnt out hippie vibe from Obi-Wan. Very distinct um, from a burnt out old Alabaman. You know, it's just, it's something about, you know, his his general vibe of being in the desert of Tatooine. He's got sort of the, the baked skin, it's leathery, and he's just sort of relaxed. And I think of that as sort of the California uh, uh, old type. So... For a slogan, I would probably go. I like I like Imagine World Peace because I could sort of see Obi Wan falling into sort of that um, really sort of like can't we all just love each other and hold hands sort of mentality. Uh, but I could also sort of see him actually just going with rethink your life. Um, planning on voting for, I definitely support the Jerry Brown one. Uh, I think that's a perfect fit. Now signature policy goals: universal pre-education. Totally agree on that. He cares about the kids, wants to make sure everybody gets a quality education. I do have to call foul on the sensible lightsaber control laws. I I just don't see... Obi-Wan being obsessed with weaponry. Like, I I don't sort of see him believing that people don't have the right um, to their self-defense, particularly coming, you know, or living on, on Tatooine for most of his adult life. I don't really see that being a thing. So I I would say that Obi-Wan would be all for and uh, and sort of push for an indoor smoking ban laws and possibly even smoking bans on patios. I just don't think he's really into that. He does not much appreciate the tobacco industry or the death stick industry. Now, Chewbacca. I like this one as well. So political affiliation from Sci-Fi Wire, anarchist. Bumper sticker you might see, honk if you're furry, planning on voting for. Well, he's also barred from voting. we got a lot of people barred from voting. I think we probably need to address this. So he's barred from voting because he lacks the relevant identification forms, lost birth certificate. Oh, so we might be saying that he actually does have voting rights, but he, uh, maybe the, the laws in the galaxy are too stringent. Um, voter ID laws under the empire are disenfranchising him. I like the insinuation there. So signature policy goals, Wookiee self-rule and repatriation to Kashyyyk. So 
I think they're on to something here, but I'm going to radicalize Chewbacca a little bit more. I'm going to actually say Chewbacca is with Antifa. Antifa, Antifa, uh, very into social justice. I could see Chewbacca throwing on the black hoodie and the little bandana, you know, the cute little outfit that they like to wear. And I would say honk if you're furry would be if he's in a good mood for a bumper sticker. But come on, I could just sort of see uh, Chewbacca just having a straight up resist bumper sticker, like a big old decal on the back window. Resist. That's what he's all about, right? Like you try to put him in handcuffs, even for a light demonstration, and he freaks out and knocks Luke over. He is just not into it. He's a complex about slavery. That's something that's sort of built into his his you know his worldview, his his view on politics and justice. That's something that he can't really escape from. Um, I would say that he maybe won't vote also because it means engaging with the system of oppression that he views as illegitimate that enslaved him and the galaxy in the first place. So maybe he he can vote, but maybe he just doesn't vote out of principle because he just believes this system does not work and there might be something better. Um, signature policy goals, Wookiee self-rule, repatriation to Kashyyyk. I would just also add in there reparations. Uh, I think that that would definitely fit into the psyche of Chewbacca, a very clear sense that the galaxy owes uh, Kashyyyk something back, particularly probably, um, you know, wealthy families who came out of the empire owe something back to Kashyyyk. Maybe also the fight for 15. Hmm, hmm, maybe. So Darth Vader, political affiliation. They have it listed as empire. I think that's kind of punting. Pump the bumper sticker that you might see. Welcome to the dark side. Planning on voting for <laughs> Donald Trump, signature policy goals, unlimited power, and promoting adoption. I think that's actually pretty bold, and I like the assertion there. So, on the empire for political affiliation, this is really the toughest character, because you know the flame wars that we get into on this podcast, whether it, you know it's when it, whether about the empire is fascist or communist or you know probably the right answer both today i feel like darth would be very mm, like maoist I, I that might be shorthand for communist but i really think it means something a little bit different um kind of into sort of state capitalism um totalitarian communism in the in the china model um very sophisticated very technological uh, techno totalitarianism um so i'm going to go with the people's republic of china for his political affiliation uh and a bumper sticker you might see welcome to the dark side works what about what have i done or no um where's padme that could be a funny bumper sticker. Uh, yes, uh, or maybe just join us or die. I think that that might just fit into the Darth Vader aesthetic as well. You have one choice, join us or die. This is not a free country. So planning on voting for, they said Donald Trump. I actually think that this feedback from Lady Valkyrie on Twitter is pretty solid. She says, Solid article, except for the Vader thing. He ain't no MAGA guy. He would never side with someone as impossibly stupid. Um, Vader is a Reaganite Republican of the highest order. 
I agree with Lady Valkyrie in, in sort of the, the general vibe of what she's going for. I would I would narrow that down to Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney, Dick Cheney. That is the only the only politician that I can think of who's like embraced the Darth Vader Imperial March thing as sort of an actual thing for their aesthetic. And I could see it working very well with Dick Cheney, uh, Donald Rumsfeld. I think they actually had intended on running for office um, back in the 80s or the 70s when they were working in the White House then. Um, and then they came back in the Bush years. But no, they, they had definitely have sort of a political mindset to themselves. So I could see a, a Dick Cheney ticket being very appealing to Darth Vader. Now, signature policy goals, unlimited power, obviously, and promoting adoption. Yeah, I get what you're going for there. Promoting adoption would be would be a big one. But we can't forget increasing funding for women's health care and single payer health care so as to run the hospitals and exert more control over the standards of maternity wards. And guys, you know why you know why he wants to fix the maternity wards. What happened with women's health care in the galaxy on Polis Massa? It's just it's just unacceptable. How could she just die? That's what Vader is is thinking kind of all the time. So no, he's gonna fix the healthcare system and with a strong, strong fist. Lando Calrigian. This one is 100% perfect. I really have nothing to add to it because it's spot on. So bravo, Sci-Fi Wire, uh, Anna, and Cher. This is fantastic. Political affiliation, a never Vader Republican. Bumper sticker, you might see. Anti-war, pro-market, planning on voting for, Mike Bloomberg. Signature policy goals, cap and trade approach to fossil fuel emissions, legalized gambling perfect. Ah, it's poetry. Like this is, this is everything. And it, it, this really is a, an archetype of a sort of businessy, um, like 20% woke Republican. They're out there. Uh, you know, they're kind of like New York Republicans. They are involved, um, in sort of some corners of libertarian politics is where you get the legalizing, uh, gambling thing. That's something big in some of the circles that I run in as well. Um, you know, and there might be like a sex work, uh, you know, playing to that bill as well, you know, opening up, uh, and freeing up, you know, sex workers. So they're not having to work in the dark, uh, and sort of in the underworld there. So bringing it on out into the light. I agree. Uh, Lando Calrigian spot on. Uh, let's see, we got three more. Luke, Han, and Leia, the big trifecta. Luke, this one's this one's kind of a disappointment because I also just don't have much to say on it. And it's because the monkish sort of quality that Luke has taken on has really changed the way that I see Luke going back through all of the movies. They have him listed political affiliation Jedi. So kind of kind of a cop out there. Like we don't really know what to do. Bumper sticker you might see. My other car is an X-Wing. That is correct. Planning on voting for, not voting. Signature policy goal, being left alone. Okay, so there is a natural sort of libertarian vibe here, but libertarians who are serious are very principled, like they have sort of a, a, a bookish set of ideas that they draw from. So I, I just don't think that that is appropriate. I don't think Luke has an ideology. I think he has religion. And I think the only thing to really equate him with is is sort of of Hinduism, um, sort of a monkish approach to living. 
and a disengagement uh, with politics and just more of a focus on do-gooding and and living out your views in your day-to-day life. Um, acts of acts of kindness, benevolence, uh, reaching out, doing community work, that kind of thing. So I just sort of see him much more in that light. Um, and much more as a, like a, you know, like a church or temple kind of guy. So I, I just don't think he's engaged and that's probably the best way to go based on what we know about him, uh, in the last movie here. So Han Solo, political affiliation, anarchist, bumper sticker you might see, no gods, no masters, planning on voting for, writing in sweet meteor of death, signature policy goals, Raising the speed limit and Wookiee liberation. So this one's really good. I I like the the anarchist connection for Han Solo. What I would say is to kind of direct it a little bit more specifically, and I don't mean to always steer this towards the porcupine, the libertarians. It, it's just sort of that the libertarian you know uh, space can can encompass so much if you don't think of yourself as Democrat or Republican or like blue shirt, red shirt. That sort of occupies this big space in the middle that you can kind of kind of be flexible with. So. Anarchist, I think, is not quite right. Um, I would go with an ANCAP libertarian, but an unaffiliated one, not involved with the Libertarian Party, not involved with Republicans, not involved in grassroots organizing, get out the vote, working on changing laws, anything legislative. He doesn't really engage in the process. What he does engage in is business and believes that other people have a responsibility to keep government out of his doings and things that are private. So the anarcho-capitalist thing here, I think, is is strong, really believes in the right to, to have your own affairs, run a business, as long as you are not hurting anybody. Sort of a old libertarian slogan, not actually not that old, it's only a couple of years old, but like, don't hurt people, don't take their stuff. I think Han Solo does believe in those things, right? And he will hurt you if you take his stuff. So it's sort of a non-aggression principle, like, I'm not going to hurt you unless you hurt me. Now, oh, oh, but that comes to the Greedo thing, right? Like, <laughs> we don't really know what actually was supposed to happen there. I believe Han shot first because he saw what was coming. He knew it was about to happen. So maybe that kind of conflicts with my, my view a little bit there, but whatever. So bumper sticker, you might see no gods, no masters. That's good. I would see also don't tread on anyone. That's a that's a nice little porcupine comeback to don't tread on me with the you know the snake flag and everything. Don't tread on me is classic Tea Party sort of like Trumpist mentality these days. Like I never really thought about it that way during the height of the Tea Party movement. You know, don't tread on me, but now we see it in the Trump era. Don't tread on me was all about yeah. I don't want to be oppressed. I'm happy to turn it the other way though and turn it towards other people. So the libertarian ideal is don't tread on anyone. Signature policy goals, raising the speed limit. Perfect. I love it. Wookiee liberation. Um, Lowering the drinking age to 18, I think would be included in there and possibly some aspects of criminal justice reform. But maybe that would require Han Solo being too involved in actual politics to to care about things like criminal justice reform because that's just very specific. But... I could totally see him being invested in raging, raising the speed limit while lowering the drinking age to 18. Now, Leia Organa. 
Okay, so this is loaded. This is where the real knife fight is in Star Wars politics and trying to classify different characters. The character I think everyone wants in their corner is Leia because Leia matters. Carrie Fisher matters. I don't really understand this conclusion for the character. So in Sci-Fi Wire, they came up with political affiliation, Democrat leaning to socialist. Bumper sticker you might see, the future is female. Uh, Oop, lost my place there. Planning on voting for Elizabeth Warren. Signature policy goals, eliminating government waste, recycling, and rebellion. I assume by the punctuation you mean eliminating government waste, increasing in recycling (laughs) and rebellion. It sort of reads like you want to eliminate both. Um, But no, so this this is a tough one. And it's one that I actually feel pretty strongly about. And here is why. It's a really fun piece of content, but I just don't buy this fandom idea. And it's kind of a a left part of fandom idea that Leia is obviously a Democrat or a socialist. It basically just boils down to feelings about Carrie Fisher and the fact that Leia is a, uh, you know, indisputably good person. She is a good person, has a big heart. And going off the films... Uh, and canonized books, particularly Claudia Gray stuff, she remains too much of a rebel and centralized government skeptic to be a Elizabeth Warrenite. Like, Leia in the novel Bloodlines by Claudia Gray championed the libertarian attitude. Sorry, I keep kind of going back to libertarian attitude. I don't mean to, like, try to claim way too many characters. That's not what I'm into at all. But, like, championed sort of the the idea that galactic affairs should not be uh, led by, like, centralized bodies. You know, she was leading the populists, and you had Random Costerfo leading the centrists. And she gave some really impassioned remarks about, you know, the role of planets to govern their own affairs, and that these kind of big globalist kind of bodies, globalist being the Earth kind of dynamic, um, you know, applied to applied to Star Wars. They shouldn't be governing galactic affairs. You know, there's there's something just incredibly populist about her, but not in the Elizabeth Warren way, which is sort of technocratic, um, and and just you know, shorthand big government. I I I've just always resented the idea that because Leia is. Uh, a good person that she sort of like gets the socialist brand like that just means she wants to help everybody because that's not what socialism means um a lot of different ideologies want to help people and everybody just disagrees on how to get there well not every ideology but you know what i mean so that that's kind of where they're going there so democrat leaning to socialist i just don't see the evidence for that um there's there's She's pretty into inclusion, I would say, like is is pretty important to her. Um, I think she's arguably a liberal person. Like she believes in sort of like in Western terms, like the neoliberal world order. And I think she believes in in all of those things. My my co-host Suara believes that she is very much just a like a a Hillary Clintonite, you know, Um, but, you know, the likable stuff about Hillary Clinton Um, And I I think that that's pretty accurate. I just sort of don't view her as connected with the New Age Democrats, um, the Sanders uh, and Warren, but definitely connected to sort of the old Democratic Party. I I could buy that 100 percent. Bumper sticker, you might see the future is female. That's pretty accurate. I think that's great. Leo would have like 10 of those on her car and uh, planning on voting for 
you know, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Leia, when I look at her and sort of see her politics, honestly, I see Nikki Haley. Um, that's where I'm coming from. And when it just comes to foreign policy, her views of war and peace and being active abroad, I really think Nikki Haley is the best correlation there. Um, because when I, I remember reading Bloodline, I sort of felt like I was reading like a female Marco Rubio um, in how she views the rise of the First Order. And that's what really defines her entire career is raising the alarm about the First Order and nobody will listen. And so I read that and I went, that kind of reminds me of like Marco Rubio and Iran, Marco Rubio and Venezuela and Marco Rubio and China, like everyone that Marco Rubio wants to invade and kind of like you know, kneecap before they get to, too big and dangerous. So I'm going to go with Nikki Haley here um, as someone that she would vote for. And that's, you know, not connected to the politics or, or to feminism or, or whatever. But Nikki Haley's pretty awesome, guys. Pretty badass. You just have to admit it. So signature policy goals, eliminating government waste, um, recycling. I don't feel like Leia. I feel like she cares too much about measurable results to be on the recycling bandwagon. That's just a little bit too touchy-feely. Um, I would say that she is in um, getting rid of traditional marriage um, and expanding the definition um, uh, and making that easier for everyone in every district and every state. Um, I also would say that she would be for um, eliminating barriers to uh, the ballot box, um, voting, and also overhauling the systems in which people vote. And signature policy goals, rebellion. Uh, yeah, it's a little cheeky. Uh, you know, I think Leia just sort of really believes in, in building something, in, in building something big that works for everybody. And I think she'll never really be happy because you can't really do it. I mean, it's, it's an impossible goal. So I think Leia has to be a disruptor. She has to constantly be willing to change and find new ways to go about addressing these problems, which is kind of why I sort of reject the, the democratic socialist thing is because that sort of stymies you in a lot of ways from being nimble. So I just sort of view Leia as much more fluid. Um, I wonder what all of you think. You need to talk to us on Twitter. You can at us at Beltway Banthas. Tell us what you think about that. We've got people conversing it on our Twitter this evening, and we would love to hear from you in our feeds uh, about this. I hope this was fun for you. I, I just wanted to hop on and talk to you guys on this on this off week. And even though I am sitting in a closet uh, because I don't have any space in my new home to podcast, so I'm just sitting here <laughs> with my new microphone brought to us by our friends on Patreon. Uh, bless all of you. Uh, may the force be with all of you who support us on Patreon. Um, I just thought it would be fun to put out another piece of content. So thank you so much for listening and hanging with us for this review of Sci-Fi Wire's uh, political affiliations for characters. I'm your host, Stephen Kent. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen underscore Kent 89. I hope you'll follow me at Stephen on the PH underscore Kent 89. And we'll be back next week with more from Beltway Banthas, the intersection of Star Wars and politics, episode 61 next week. We've been going for almost two years, 61 episodes. Can't wait to do more. And hopefully my, my friend and co-host Suara will be back online and ready for action next week so we can bring you the latest in the politics of Star Wars. Thank you so much for listening to Beltway Banthas. And until the next time we meet, may the Force be with you always.